The FT. The world's leading climate change authority has lost its chairman after Rajendra Pachauri resigned amid allegations he had sexually harassed a junior female colleague. This comes at the worst possible time in the run-up to important climate change talks later this year. I'm Fiona Simon, and I'm joined in the studio by Polita Clark, FT Environment correspondent, and on the line with me from Delhi is Amy Kasman. Amy. Mr. Pachori denies the allegations against him. What did he give as the reason for his resignation? In a letter to Ban Ki Moon, the UN Secretary General, Dr. Pachori talked about the need to give his full attention to the role of the IPCC chairman, and something he didn't feel that he was able to do in the current circumstances. He didn't really elaborate on the circumstances, but as has been widely reported, Dr. Pachori is facing potentially very serious criminal charges against him following. A complaint by one of his employees at his New Delhi research institute that he harassed her through emails, text messages, and unwanted advances. He is currently under a protection from arrest, but on Thursday is again due in court and could potentially be granted bail or perhaps not given bail. And. Basically, is facing the prospect of a really long legal battle on charges that are taken very seriously here in India. Pilita, how much of a loss will Mr. Pachauri be to efforts to achieve global action to combat climate change? Well, some of his defenders today have been pointing out that Mr. Pachauri was unafraid of confronting policymakers with the IPCC's findings on climate change, and of course, many of those findings are quite contentious in some countries. But at the same time, he's also been a somewhat controversial chair of the IPCC. In 2010, he published a fairly racy romantic novel, which raised a few eyebrows amongst the climate science fraternity. And in the same year, he faced calls to resign. After the panel produced a report that suggested that the Himalayan glaciers could melt as soon as 2035, and some people started raising questions about this finding, and instead of quietly investigating the suggestions that there was a problem, he turned on some of the critics. And so the affair、uh, turned into quite an issue, and then subsequently the IPCC did do an investigation and found that this claim had been poorly substantiated. So there were quite a few questions at the time about his judgment and whether, in fact, he might have been able to handle the affair better. He was due to retire in October, in any case. And in fact, in his letter to Ban Ki Moon, he said that he'd actually been thinking about leaving in November last year. When the IPCC's latest report was finalised, but friends had talked him out of this, and so he decided to stay on. So, to that extent, the departure, while jolting under the circumstances, is probably not going to affect the IPCC's workings hugely. Who is he going to be replaced by? The panel moved very quickly today to say that they had replaced him on an interim basis by one of the three vice chairs. Ismail El Ghazouli from Sudan, who will probably end up remaining acting chairman until October, when elections are going to be held. And when those elections are held, we're expecting to see quite a field of people being nominated by their respective countries, because that's the way the IPCC works. That will include two other vice chairs, one from Belgium and another from South Korea, as well as two more prominent climate scientists, Thomas Stocker from Switzerland and Chris Field from the US. How will all this affect the climate talks that are due to take place later this year in Paris? 
the departure does come at a fairly awkward time, as you say. There are these separate UN negotiations going on that are aiming to result in a global climate deal in Paris in December. And the IPCC's latest report is being used by negotiators as part of those talks. The IPCC itself doesn't really take part in the nitty-gritty of the talks. Its scientists attend and they offer advice to the negotiators, but really the negotiations are held by representatives from more than 190 countries. And to that extent, I don't think that this is going to affect the detail of those talks in any meaningful way. Okay, Polita and Amy, thank you very much. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.